Hey everybody, this is Marka, owner of Dirty Dog Photography and the founder of Seattle Pet Collective, this podcast that happens to be all about animals. Today's guest is my friend Angela Schneider, who is the owner of Noses and Toes Pet Photography over in Spokane, Washington. Yes, Spokane is on the other side of the state from Seattle, but it's still important because they love dogs there too. Angela is an incredibly talented photographer who specializes in adventure sessions, hiking with your dog. She does all kinds of stuff, but I personally love her work out on the trails, especially with off-camera lighting. It's it's freaking epic, you guys. So I invited her onto the podcast for those of us in in Seattle who maybe want to head east for an adventure with our dogs. Uh, it'd be a great idea if you need to get out of the city, no matter what time of year it is, and you'd like to have an incredible adventure session that is captured by an absolutely wonderful human being and very talented photographer. Listen to this podcast and then go book your session. <music> And you're listening to Seattle Pet Collective, a podcast for people who love animals. I am joined today by my friend and fellow animal photographer, Angela Schneider of Noses and Toes Pet Photography based in Spokane, Washington. Welcome, Angela. Hi, Marika. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's a very lovely day over here on the east side. Nice and dry and sunny. Oh, yeah, we've got some sun. We had a lot of fog this morning, which I do love, but after all of that smoke, I, I feel like I, I, every time I see fog, I'm like, wait, is it? Is it fog? <laughs> we went for, Bella and I went for a hike last week, and um, I got an alert that the air quality was starting to go down, and I started to smell smoke in the air, and we started to pick up our speed a little bit, because I was like, oh no, now what? And, you know, it's just, don't, please don't start all over again, but we got clear of it. It was pretty quickly. It was nice, especially mm -hmm. after we lost our vacation in Oregon last month. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were down there mm -hmm. during all of that. That is that's our fun. annual, our annual trip to the beach. We got completely smoked out. We landed the day after the windstorm and our Airbnb didn't have any power. And, um, <gasps> We, yeah, we couldn't even get in at first and because even the cell towers were down and we couldn't get to our Airbnb house manager to give us the lock code. It was just a mess. And then the smoke rolled in and we were like, okay, now we're going to be on evacuation alert. We managed to get through and, and have a few beers on the beach, but it just wasn't the same as usual. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad you made it back safely. Mm. To smoke. <laughs> just, no, just to smoke yeah, and more smoke. To smoke and more. But hopefully we're, yeah, we're out of the woods now. I think. I hope. 
That's good. So I want to talk a little bit about where you're from and your history with animals and all of the things before we start, before we jump into what you do. So mm -hmm. tell us. Hey. I uh, was born and raised in a very small town in Nova Scotia, which is on the other side of Canada. Um, the town's name is Anaganish. And um, I love that. It's population, yeah, it's, uh, it's Mi'kmaq for the place where bears gathering beech nuts break branches off trees. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I know, it's a mouthful. Um, but uh, I grew up there and we, we always had dogs and cats in our house, but um, they were quite disposable little beings because um, we, our house was right next to the Trans-Canada Highway and our property was not fenced and we didn't leash our dogs and we didn't, um, you know, keep our cats in the house. So you know, you'd hear a squawk of tires and the next thing you know, uh, Chief was going to visit the farm mm. uh, for a while. Um, so we had a lot of dogs come in and go out, but we finally ended up with a, a rough collie um, when I was a teenager and, and she stole my heart in so many ways. And, and she was actually, um, she ended up being on the other side of my camera a lot mm. when I was a kid. And I just had one of those little point and shoot film cameras because it was the 80s and uh, but I got uh, mine I, in, I got mine in uh the early 90s did you yeah <laughs> point and shoot little plastic still... piece of garbage but I have I took yeah. so many photos mm -hmm. and I still have some of those three by three uh prints that I took of of princess right from the day she was a puppy to when she was an older dog and uh, I, I love that dog so much and then um, I you know I moved away and uh, became a career girl I was a sports writer for a long time in Canada um, moved across the country and um, was living in Calgary Alberta which is um, one of my favorite places in the world um, but uh, I was playing a lot of slow pitch softball and my friends found a tournament online in Spokane and we came down here for a weekend to play ball and I met this guy <laughs> uh, and we became friends and several months later I he invited me down to um, well I was I was working overtime like I was working 25 hours of overtime a week um, at my job copywriting for a website uh, for a sorry a telecommunications company doing the website copy and uh, um, he I, I, I pinged him and I said hey can I come visit with my dog and uh, he was like yeah sure I said I just needed a weekend away and he introduced me to this other guy and now I'm married to him and living in Spokane. <laughs> and of course, in between all of that, I, I met the love of my life. And um, here we go. Yeah. I know this the story. Of, so I already know that it's a Right? <laughs> yeah. The love of my life was uh, a 110 pound hair bag of white fur. 
Um, his name was Shep. And uh, I'm staring at him right now. Um, yeah, he just, he changed everything about me. Was he a puppy when you got him? No, he, um, he was two years old. And um, I ended up being his third home. He was born to a breeder, and the breeder sold this big white fluffy puppy to a little old lady who had no idea how big he was going to get. And uh, she gave him to um, another family who had two little boys, and um, that family ended up breaking up, and the mom didn't want to bring the dog into a condo with her new family and the dad was um uh an oil rigger so he was in camp for you know six weeks at a time so he couldn't keep the dog either so um a friend a friend uh called me and said hey i know you just uh, started renting a house where you can have a dog do you want a dog i need to get rid of this dog for my buddy and i'm like um sure i'll sure i'll i'll see you know and and i said what kind of dog is it she says is it really it, he's a big dog i'm like that's okay I what kind of dog is big it dogs. a big one yeah <laughs> <laughs> i said that's okay i grew up with big dogs i'm good because you know i had labs and a collie and you know lots of labs and um um, she's like, no, it's a really big dog. And I'm like, well, it's not like a big dog, like a Great Dane. She said, no, but it's a big dog. I'm like, okay, fine. What, what kind of dog is it? And she said, Miramichi dog. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because she talked really fast. She was a country girl from Alberta, and she just click, click, click. And um, I was like, Miramichi dog. So there's a there's a region in New Brunswick called the Miramichi, and I was like, no, I'd never heard of a dog from there. And this was the days before Google. So 1994, maybe not before Google, but before everybody had a laptop at home and, you know, internet at home. Um, and uh, I finally got her to write it down. And I was like, oh, Maremma Sheepdog. Maremma Sheepdog. And so uh, I, I got her, or I got her to spell it out, sorry getting so off track. Um, but anyway, I went out to her house um, to meet this dog and she was she was about five foot two and I pulled my Mustang into her parking lot and uh, she was out in the yard with the dog and, and the dog had her, his paws up on her shoulders and his head was reaching over her head and it was like, holy shit, that's a big dog. <laughs> It's a polar bear. Oh my, oh my God. <laughs> so, anyway, we didn't like each other at first, um, but he needed a home and I wanted to give him a home. And um, I tried really hard to get him to like me, but Maremas are, are interesting creatures. Um, it takes a long time to build a trust level with them. And uh, I would say it was a good two years before he and I really just, Wow. Yeah. Um, I thought at first it was because he had been shuffled around, but the more I've learned about the breed, the more I know that it, it, the, 
with a lot of dogs, there's um, there it's an owner dog relationship. Um, but with a Marema sheepdog, and likely with a lot of the other livestock guardian dogs, it's very much a partnership. Mm. And and they look to you for guidance, not for being bossed around, because they don't like being bossed around. They're very independent and they're very defiant and stubborn. And it takes a lot of patience um, to deal with these dogs. <laughs> and um, the funniest part of it is that I, I never had any patience at all. And I'm so much better about it now. Um, but uh, he got he he got into my Mustang. And there was very little headroom for him. <laughs> so <laughs> he was just kind of hunched over and he's like, and he had a, he had the a WTF look on his face, <laughs> but we made it back into Calgary and he became a city dog for a while. And, and I started to think this isn't right. This isn't, this is, this isn't right. Um, so I got rid of my Mustang and, um, bought an SUV and we had a, I, I bought a little Ford Escape and it became the great escape um, because it was, it was our adventure truck and we would go out to the Rocky mountains every weekend. And, and um, I, I had, I had uh, thrown away all of my film gear after I left my career in journalism for marketing. And, uh, and I was standing in the Rocky Mountains one day and I'm like, I have the most beautiful dog in the world and I am in the most beautiful place in the world and I don't have a camera. What is wrong with me? <laughs> so I, I took my Christmas bonus that year and I, and I bought my first digital camera, a Nikon D40. And I started taking pictures of my dog in the Rocky Mountains. And, uh, it, but it wasn't until I got here to Spokane and, and I became a little bit more grounded and a little more financially secure that um, I was able to go, well, but what if I did this? Because, you know, marketing as a career sucks. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it, it was really, I call it soul sucking. Mm -hmm. um, it, there was... Um, as a as a writer and you know mostly being a marketing copywriter i just i couldn't find any joy in my work and right. and i and i need the creative outlet and mm -hmm. at some point it just became too much to manage on a full-time basis for my for my heart yeah and i knew that um shep shep has has since gone of course um, and, and Bella is in my life and she's a Marema sheepdog too. And, and she loves being out in the woods with me and, you know, just with her as I focused on getting better as a photographer. Um, oh, say that again. We, we lost oh, you for a second. Yeah. My, headphone, my headphones disconnected. Yeah. Um, as as I, as I started building a life with Bella and um, looking through all of my old pictures of Shep. I People who love their dogs in the way that I do. Um, I keep getting, um, they need to have pictures of their dogs too. Mm -hmm. And they need to have pictures of them with their dogs, you know, beautiful portraits. 
and 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 I kind of I, I kind of divide what I do into two realms. And the you know I I want to give your dog a place in the world with a beautiful landscape of the places you go and the places you visit with your dog. Um, but I also want to see that. I call it the magic moment um, where it's just you and your dog. I don't know why this is making me emotional, <laughs> but it's just you and your dog in that moment where it is, where you and your dog are the only people in the world or the only beings in the world. You're making you know, me cry. I know, right? <laughs> but it's, it's that connection, that bond that, that drives me forward in this business and um i i know it when i see it i'm, I'm like i i'm always like that's the one yeah and, see i think and i was yeah I, you're you're emotional about this because um i know this is true for both of us but every single thing that we do as in our businesses as pet photographers is because we have experienced that yes. we've experienced it and so when and we know the gift that it is to have that sort of connection and so when we get to witness that and capture that for a client it all comes back yes you're absolutely right um the the most difficult day of my life was putting my dog down and uh it's it's something that's unavoidable um, some people don't have to do it. Their dogs die naturally in their sleep. Um, but I know that um, that doesn't make anybody's grief less. I, I know I still grieve for Shep, and it's been six years since he's been gone. And, uh, and I'm terrified of the day. You know, we have to do it for Bella. But... Uh, um, that just makes it so much more important for me to do this for people. You know, like I've, I've shot a couple of weddings and really that's just to put some cash in my pocket. Right. Um, I have no emotional connection to weddings. Um, I'm sure there are photographers out there that do get emotionally connected to weddings. I'm not one of them. We went down to Marabou Park, had um, my brother-in-law read our vows, bing, bang, boom, we were out, mm -hmm. and off to a restaurant to have a couple of martinis. You know, um, it, was a, it was a function of getting something done. So, you know, weddings don't excite me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, business headshots, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> But this, this, uh, this fulfills me in ways that not even sports writing did. Mm. And, and, you know, if somebody had said to me 10 years ago, what's your dream job? You know, when you, you go into interviews or job interviews or, you know, you're just, what's your dream job? And, and I've always been, um, well, I've already had it and it was, I was a sports writer for 13 years and, um, you know, there's no greater job in the world. Uh, but now 
Wow. <laughs> now, now I have my dream job. You know, there, there truly is no greater job, job in the world than for me, than um, giving people incredible memories of, of their dog that is going to last them beyond the lifetime of their dog. And they'll be able to look at, you know, this big, beautiful art piece on the wall and it will take them back to that moment and it will take them back to that love they had for their dog. Um, you know, I just, I, I just had a client, um, this cute little puggle, mm -hmm. um, and they hired me to take pictures of their little family on his last day. Oh. Yeah. Like they knew that they were, they didn't share this part of the information with me. They knew they were putting their dog down that night. Mm. And I'm sure that um, if I knew that, I would have been a wreck through the whole thing. But uh, they are so just enamored with every single one of the images from their gallery. And they're so grateful because they have these images to hold on to and and make Dexter's memory last just a little bit longer, yeah. you know? Yeah. I love it. I want to, <laughs> I want to circle back a little bit and talk about um, being out in on adventure and, and hiking with, with dogs and, and how that works into the work that you do and the fact that like you've been doing that for a very long time and so you are very experienced in hiking and adventuring with with your dog and so it's a really incredible experience for your clients to be able to have you along to photograph yeah um in between in between the appointments and the um and the other things that I do, I also, um, I still do some marketing, copywriting, and, and um, I build some websites on WordPress for clients and whatnot. But in between it all, um, my priority is, is getting Bella out to see the world and experience things and adventure. And um, so we go. Um, haven't been on the same hike twice yet here in wow. Spokane because there are so many different places to go. Um, not just, you know, the Spokane area. I have North Idaho right next door. And um, some of the lakes we've been to just this summer alone are mind-blowing. Just so beautiful and so pristine. And, um, like, it's it's everything that nature is supposed to be. Um so um, we scout. Bella is my is my co-pilot, my co-navigator, um, and uh, I like to think that I have some really unique places that we can go. And what you know, what I'm looking for is um, just incredible scenery that is is going to make you go, yeah, we were there. Yeah, we did that hike. Yeah, we got to see that lake. Yeah, my dog was there. And, uh, I, you know, there, there's lots of hikes I don't go on because they aren't good for dogs. 
-hmm. you know, we don't, we don't do the scrambles. And if we get to a place where the summit is, is, you know, beyond a place where she can go, I'm like, I reach down into my bag of nopes and I pull out a handful and I go, nope, we're not going. Because if she can't go, I'm not going. And Mm -hmm. if your dog can't go, you're not going. You know, I want it to be um, safe and enjoyable, Mm -hmm. not just epic, you know? Yeah. I love that. So um, what are some rookie mistakes that people make when they first start with so say someone from seattle just moved to seattle from out of state they got a job here this happens all the time a lot of transplants here in seattle and sort of the 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 pattern of move to seattle get a dog start hiking because we're surrounded by beautiful places to hike like what are some rookie mistakes that people probably make with hiking with their dogs that and how can they like avoid that? I, I think one of the biggest things is is knowing your dog and knowing his limits. And um, uh, you know, just the you know, the, a lot of the biggest mistakes that I've made in hiking with my dogs is not having enough water. Mm. You need to have enough water. If there's no water on your route, have water for your dog. Make sure that there's room in your pack. Um, and I'm also trying to figure out myself the best way to leash my dog. Um, I won't hike off leash with Bella because she's a roamer. I know that, um, you know, I have plenty of friends who will let their dogs off leash um, because they have good recall with their dogs. I, I still don't even trust 100% recall. Anything can go wrong. I prefer um, a dog being leashed. And um, at no time in a place where leashes are required will a dog with me be off leash because it ruins the experience for people who don't like dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I don't want to see anybody's experience ruined. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm still trying to work through the best way to keep Bella leashed, but yet still let her enjoy her hike to the best of her ability. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, I can't imagine dogs enjoy being on leash. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's really important to, to get the right kind of, the right kind of, um, the right kind of leash for your dog and um, make sure you have water, make sure, you, make sure you know your route. Mm-hmm. Do, like there's so many ways to um, research a route now. And I know I'm saying it wrong. I'm saying it the Canadian way and I should be saying route, right? Oh no. Oh, that's so funny. You know, I'm, I grew up in, in La Conner, which is very, is pretty close to the Canadian border. And I uh, say okay. words that sometimes I'll go places that are not so close to the border. And they're like, are you Canadian? Because <laughs> I say root, I would say root. And every now and then I have to catch myself and be like, wait, route, root. And things, and mm-hmm. it's funny. It's funny. So no, you can say it however you want to say it. People will know what you're talking about. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I also talk. I also talk in Celsius and it drives my husband crazy. Uh, that's funny. 
I don't know what 72 means. I really don't. Is that warm? Is it cold? I don't speed know. Speed limit? But <laughs> Speed limit, I, I had to know. So I'm good yeah. with that. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, like uh, I have All Trails Pro so I can download route maps. Um, but, you know, it's also one thing to look at a, at a route map and go, okay, we got this. But... Um, but you you really have to dig deep, especially when you're hiking with a dog, to know what the what the particular obstacles on the route. Like if you're going to be bushwhacking, that's not going to be enjoyable for your dog. You know, scrambling a, a, up a up a rock face. Um, my crazy girl is going to love it because I mean her breed is meant for um, the Alps of Italy. Um, so yeah, I've seen her climb up boulders, and I'm like. Th that means I have to now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I've I've definitely learned the hard way to to uh, do my research about the trails. Yeah. So I mentioned Seattle earlier. Um, before we were before we started recording today, we we're talking a little bit about your adventure sessions that you do that are for, um, well, tell us, tell us a little bit about what an adventure session is. Mm, an adventure session. Most of my other sessions, um, that are, you know, more location based within the city have a time limit on them, but, uh, I don't put a time limit on adventure day because, um, adventure day is, is an adventure. And, uh, so we'll go somewhere. We'll pick a we'll pick a trail and we'll go for a nice long um, nice long walk in the woods. Um, if you want Bella to join us, Bella can join us. If not, she can stay home. She will hate me for a day or two, but I'll make it up to her somehow. Um, and you know we'll walk and talk, and I will take pictures all along the way of of you walking with your dog, you posing with your dog you doing funny things with your dog and we'll get amazing pictures of your dog in the scenery. Um, and, uh, and I promise I will get you to a spot that will make you go, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And we'll do some more pictures there. And uh, one of the things that I've, I've started to incorporate is uh, panorama portraits. Mm. And so included in your session fee for the adventure day session is, um, is a, I can't remember the size off the top of my head, but um, a panorama piece of wall art. And it's, you know, it could be, I, it's, oh, it's usually a minimum of about eight to 10 images. And I've done panoramas with as many as 22 images all stitched together um oh my god so i just and yeah it's a lot of work <laughs> so I, I just i make sure uh i make sure i get the great shot of you guys together and then I spend some time making sure i get the rest of the scenery and it just turns into one piece of mind-blowing art and i just love it i'm addicted to it i every time i go out with bella now um i have I, I make sure I get a, a panorama done. So I have like eight or 10 different ones of her now. Wow. So my dog. 
I feel like, so this is a big reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast. Well, you're amazing for one and your story is amazing, but I also really wanted people in Seattle, especially because of COVID, we're all stuck um, at home. Yeah. We, we want to get outside more. Um, mm. So I wanted people to know who people who want to hike with their dogs or who want an adventure outside of the greater Seattle area to know about you and that they should absolutely book an adventure day with you to do something different. And, and I know we're, we're heading into winter and it's going to be weird winter weather for a while, but come yeah. spring, I mean, now's the time to probably get in touch with you to start planning. Mm -hmm. Like what does spring look like and what, like, what are the things, you know, like, I just, I want people in Seattle to know that you can go over to Spokane and have this incredible experience with your dog mm -hmm. that nobody else here well, is, is getting because we're, it's a different scene than it is over there. Let's not jump the gun on shutting down winter. That's true. I don't shut down right. for winter. I oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have snowshoes. <laughs> I guess it just depends on like, the, yeah, that's true. I mean, but we are talking about Seattle where when it snows, people still Come know on. how to drive. But there are people who even living in, in the city get off-roading vehicles to be able to get around. So there are going to be people who will come over the mountains mm -hmm. for sure. Okay, so yeah, tell me, what would the snow, what would a snow adventure look like? That's amazing. Um, well, you know, we don't actually get that much snow. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're predicting a, a a a wet snowy winter mm -hmm. here this year, but I'll believe it when I see it. Um, I come on, let's remember. I come from Canada. I know what snow days. Oh, that's look true. Like. That's true. Um, in you, know, I lived in Newfoundland for four years, and we once got shut down for a state of emergency, and I had to shovel down four feet just to get oh to the hood my of my gosh. car. Um, <laughs> And I have seen maybe one, maybe one snowstorm like that here. Mm -hmm. And I've been living here for five years now. So um, it's not that bad. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, you know, it, it kind of depends on location. I mean, yeah, absolutely. We get a little more snow more north to us up around Mount Spokane. Um, but there are some good, well-traveled trails there. Um, I'm thinking the Quartz Lookout and Kit Carson with amazing viewpoints um, that I can't wait to see in the wintertime. Actually, I haven't done them in winter, and, and now I'm going to mark that down and say, oh, yeah, we're going to do that. Um. <laughs> oh, I, like, I love snow so much, and I'm hoping that we do get good snow this year just within Seattle so that I can just call up some people and be like, let's just go to the park and do some awesome sessions. Like, but it really is like horrendous to drive in Seattle when there's snow because it's like, they, it, they just are never prepared and people are never prepared. I don't like driving. In like, the how, snow, like how Vancouver shuts down for one inch of snow. Yes. No, yeah. Seattle does for half an inch. Just FYI. It does. We're all hills. Love you. I love you, Seattle. I love you. Well, it's funny because Holly, who's now a, a co-host and a Holly Cook photography, she's from Michigan. And so last year oh, when it snowed, snow. yeah, when it snowed, she was like, this isn't snow. What are you talking about? It's like, I'm scared, Holly. I don't want to drive. Will you drive? 
And she's like, this is not, I, and I, um, where'd you go? She's like, oh, I went out driving. What? You're driving in this? This is nothing, she says. And I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. We are a bunch of wimps. But we love snow. That's the thing. Like that, growing up, there was the big joke about the news that in, in the Seattle, greater Seattle area, when it snowed, like that was what was all on the news for like 12 hours straight. It's yes, snowing. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, too funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I want to know more about this, like about these adventure sessions and, and what that looks like. And, and I, and yeah. the, yeah, the you call your panoramics a pupscape. Pupscape, yeah. Pupscape. Um, oh my gosh. I, I just started doing them this year. I became really inspired by um, a fellow pet photographer who's based out of New Zealand. His name is Craig Turner Bullock, and I'm sure you know of Craig. Mm -hmm. um, and he just does a fantastic job of. Uh, you know, he gets to do dogs on the beach in New Zealand. And I'm like, oh, you son of a fucking shirt. Um, and, uh, um, and I was like, I was just like, oh my gosh. So why have I not thought of this before? This is friggin' brilliant. You know, like I, I did landscape photography for so long. And of course I did panoramas and landscape because the, the two just go hand in hand. And my, um, as I wrote on my blog today, my dog photography is very inspired by my, by my landscape work and, and just my eye for that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And so why I never put together the idea to do a panorama of a dog portrait, I was just like, oh my God, I could just <laughs> kick myself in the butt. And now that I'm doing them, I'm so wildly addicted to it. And um, I just, I, I want other people to, to have these. I, I want people to have this amazing, huge panoramic portrait of this incredible day they spent with their dog. And for people to, for them to have guests over to the house and for them, for their guests to walk into the house and go, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Because I actually had that experience myself. Mm -hmm. um, we have my husband's friends over for Christmas dinner every year. And um, in summer of 2019, I went on a hiking trip up to Banff. Um, it was a memorial trip for Shep. And um, I got this amazing, amazing picture of Bella on a rock at Lake Agnes. And the water is just, there's these, it looks like glass, but it's rippled mm. with the wind. And the, I'm looking at it right now. Um, the, the glacier is in the background and she has this like little smile on her face. And, uh, and I got it blown up too. I didn't do a panorama of it, um, but I have a 60 by 40 of it in metal on the wall. And it's the first thing you see when you walk into my house. And so our friends walked into the house for Christmas day last year and they just stopped. 
And they took in a breath. And they were like, wow. I'm like, yes, that's it. That's it right there. That's what I want other people to, that's what I want other people to feel. You know, have their friends over and be insanely jealous. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, landscape photography is incredible and amazing. But one thing about it is that it, if you, if you have your, something you care about so much that is from your life and a part of you in that image, it makes it just so much more so much incredible. My, when I was a kid and I grew up sailing, my grandparents have um, always had a sailboat um, for year, years when, when my mom, my mom grew up sailing and not that I'm not like a sailor, but I grew up going, <laughs> being on the sailboat, we'll say that. <laughs> um, sometimes I got to steer, but Anyway, we would go out first to, like a sailor. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we would uh, sail up to Desolation Sound every summer. That was like the thing. Cool. And uh, like I spent many, many summers of my childhood in Desolation Sound. Um, and I remember that, like when I, I would take photos, I would love to take photos. And my grandfather would always say, you need to put a person in it. You're going to love the photo so much more if someone you love is in it. And that's exactly the same thing. So what you're doing for people is, I mean, first of all, yeah, they get this incredible experience of seeing this beautiful space and, and breathing Mm -hmm. it in and just experiencing it in general, but to do that with their dog that they love so much, that is a big part of their life in that moment. And then to memorialize that moment and the, the love that they have for their dog and have that in their home. Yes all the yeses. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's absolutely incredible. And yeah. uh, I just, yeah, I, now I want you to like, I'm looking forward to the book that is all pupscapes. Oh yeah. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. So that'll be, that'll be book number two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> because book number one is going really slowly, so. <laughs> Do you want to mention book number one? Oh, I want it. Well, that means that I'm really committed to doing it, isn't mm-hmm. it, doesn't it? Oh, I dang. was just interviewed on a thing and I just mentioned all the things because I was like, well, then I'm doing them. <laughs> yeah, it kind of it kind of sticks you right in the, in the blankety blank. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the working title of my book is He Led Me Here. Mm. And it is, it is a lot of Shep's story and how he's the one who is behind um, my journey into becoming a dog photographer and really who I am as a human today. Um, and so it's, it's my story with Shep and my story with Bella and the stories of the people I meet as I um, travel along this little crazy path called life. Mm, I love it. Yeah. Um, so I've, because with my background in journalism, I, um, I've, I find some people in the, in the dog community around, um, Spokane and I interview them and I tell their story. And a lot of the stories are on the blog already, but, um, I'm tweaking them and making them more into, book material and and looking for more people to talk to about it as well um so it's it's 
um, it's, it's a bit cathartic for me too, helping me to deal with some bits of the grief that I never dealt with and, and reminding me that I have so many happy memories, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't always have to be about that one day. Yeah. Yes. That's, uh, that's my, that's my, my journey as well with, with losing my dog Cohen. Um, it took me, uh, over a year to, uh, to get to a point where I was ready to let go of that, um, focus of the grief that was all negative around that one day. And cause I, what I didn't want to think about I didn't want that to be the thing that I felt and that guilt of having to make that like horrible decision to say goodbye. And so I got the help that I needed through, I went and saw someone who does EMDR trauma therapy. Um, and what that did for me is it made me, instead of feeling that grief, I then felt just the love, all the love. And that, yeah. that was one bad day one bad day. I'm so lucky that the only bad day of his life was the last one. And that Mm -hmm. all the other days were full of so much love and hilarious moments and, and so many things. And I still get super emotional thinking about him, but I do also know that like he lives on through the photos that I've taken of him, the stories I have, the videos I have. And, and he is a huge driver in the work that I do. And so whenever I can share his story with somebody who is grieving or who is, is going through think this, it, it helps so much to have that story. And that's, you know, that's the thing that's so incredible about people who love animals that they, mm-hmm. they know. And yeah. the first thing you see when somebody has lost a pet and has posted on social media, that is probably the, the highest engagement they will have on a post because mm-hmm. people relate and they, and they want, and they feel for that person and they want to be there and they want to say, I know what you, I understand. And I'm so sorry yeah. for your loss. And it's, it's incredible to watch. It's heartbreaking, but it's also very heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I, I've, I've met some really amazing people, um, just in the two and a half short years of, of doing this. Um, last February, a young fellow, um, his, his dog had been lost to him and, uh, um, it was a great Pyrenees and, uh, he got a text one day that says your dog has been found and, um, it's because he had his puppy microchipped but the dog was found in this horrendous hoarding situation in Texas. Um, and, uh, a couple of nonprofits got together and flew the dog up here to mm-hmm. him. And, um, I was able to see him reunite with the dog and, and talk with him about reuniting with the dog. And <sighs> what a story. Wow. Just, I, I mean, it's just amazing. And, um, a gal local to me here is um, she started her own nonprofit around educating people about service dogs and just another amazing story 
and um you know people who have rescued their dogs and told me about how those dogs changed their lives and how they you know there's one gal who moved from california to this area to give her dog a better life because he was reactive to the noises of the city in california wow and you know it's that that's the power I, I have superpowers in being able to tell stories with mm -hmm. words and with a camera. Mm -hmm. It's definitely so, a superpower you have for sure. Yes. <laughs> so being able to put that together in the book is, is, is going to be really exciting. Um, but you know, that, that story of, that story of you and your dog is just really, um, at the heart of everything you do. Mm -hmm. Oh, they made us what we are. We're <laughs> breaking our hearts. <laughs> oh man. I just wish I could have all the dogs, but um yeah. you know well, but that's, what, so that's the thing. We do sort of get all of the dogs through the photos that we take of all of our our uh clients dogs. Like I've got one right here. This is a client's dog. It's on an acrylic block yeah. print. And I am obsessed with them. So I have like all my samples. I do make them. I have a couple that are of, are of Kerouac, but I do make them of my clients' pets because I just get so attached. I, all of my samples are of Bella, all of them. <laughs> I love it. And I explain that to my clients and they're like, I'm sorry, but I just have to have these all around my house. And they're like, that's okay. I totally understand. I think you that's know. great though, too, to show like, Hey, this is what your dog can look like on all of these different types of products. Oh my gosh. I can see some of them. Look at that. I mean, obviously nobody listening to this podcast can see that's friggin' gorgeous. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're going to have to link to all of the things. <laughs> because. Well, we are just going to tell people to follow you on all the social medias. Um, because yeah, no, Marika just looked at the picture of Bella up at Lake Agnes, and she's kind of stunned yeah, right now, but you amazing. can't see it, so yeah. sorry. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. um, I'm going to pivot for a second. For a second. Okay. Uh, Senior Pet Month is next month. November is National Senior Pet Month. And we are, I know we're both very passionate about photographing old dogs. I mean, all dogs mm -hmm. for sure, but like, I know I, there's just something really special about the older ones in that mm -hmm. they have these stories that, and just, it's just their energy, it's their eyes, it's everything. Why does it matter to you that people have their old dogs photographed. Oh. You know, you've spent 10 years or more with this dog. Um, and he has been completely faithful to you. And he is the one who greets you at the door. No, he's not the one who greets you at the door. He's the one who waits in the window while you're gone. And he greets you at the door. And he's 
you know, most often the first thing you see when you wake up and, and you know, I, I tuck my Bella in when I go to bed at night. And you've seen him grow from, you know, a young dog to an older dog and you've taught him and you've loved him. And he just, he, he deserves to have a, an honored place in your home. Mm. You know, um, it, it, I mean, it, it kind of applies to all dogs, but, you know, senior dogs are just so special because you've, you've lived your lifetime with them mm -hmm. or you've lived their lifetime. Mm -hmm. and Which is a, a lifetime within yours for sure. Like, yeah, our, absolutely. Our, yeah. Yeah, my my life is my life is divided into phases: pre-shep, post-shep, mm -hmm. Bella. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, they, you know, my husband is important too, but not as much. <laughs> he just walked up the stairs. <laughs> he just walked by. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. My husband texted me about fifteen minutes ago, and because he's on a road trip, and he's like I'm about two minutes outside of Spokane right now, and I was like, hey. You're in Spokane. I'm talking to you in Spokane. That's so great. Yeah, he's just checking Perfect. in. Yeah, so funny. So funny. Um, I love that. I love everything that you just said about senior dogs. And here's the thing: like having people don't always know what they're gonna need later. But I tell them yeah. when I have a consultation or when I just anybody is comes to me asking about like you know, considering having portraits taken of their dog, whatever age their, their dog is, is at. And I tell them like, this is something you will never regret. It will be something you are so incredibly grateful to have given to yourself. This is a gift to your future self because you mm -hmm. will need this. It is not the same thing as uh, all the, you know, millions of photos you have on your phone. Those are just, those are important and never stop taking them. But there's something about hiring somebody whose gift is in witnessing your incredible connection with your pet, whether that's on camera or not, and, and creating artwork for you. And, and, that, and it's, it's just this thing that you can't get it anywhere else than from someone who has turned it into their, their way of, of giving to the world. And so, and I, like this, you're, your pupscapes that you're doing and your wall art that you do, it, people just, it's everything that they're going to need. They need it now, yeah. but they're really going to need it one day. Cause it's all like, we just, like we just said that like we are these phases sure. that we have that are, that, and that are with the dogs or the pets from our lifetimes. Like a piece of me has died when every pet of mine has died, but then another mm -hmm. piece is born. Oh has created like I you know you were talking earlier about how you were you had no patience before but then Shep taught you patience and so mm -hmm. it's like we get these gifts from them and having beautiful artwork to to honor that is so important truly um I uh you know when I when I came up with this crazy idea my husband was like nobody's gonna do that jeez come on and you know it's been a really slow buy-in for him. Um, not 
really with the investment in all of the gear and the, you know, <laughs> Amazon boxes that show up mysteriously sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there was, there was one, uh, I did a session this, um, this summer with a Bernese mountain dog mm-hmm. and, um, she's been in a wheelchair for the last three years. She has DM and I can't tell you right now what DM stands for, but it's a degenerative, degenerative spinal disease mm-hmm. where she, you know, starts to slowly lose function of her lower end and, um, she, her, her, her owners were getting close to the idea of, of it being time and um, they still haven't. <laughs> They've actually bought her a wagon now. <laughs> so they cart her around in a wagon instead of letting her in her wheelchair. But I, I came home from that session, as I do with most of my senior dogs, in tears. And, you know, it was on the heels of doing uh, Dexter the Puggle. And, you know, I had just, I had done a series of sessions this summer that were all dogs that were close mm-hmm. and so I come home in tears and 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 my husband Chip is is all is this ever going to get easier for you I said no it's not because you know how hard it is to lose a dog because mm-hmm. you know we were engaged when Chef died and it was as hard on him as it was on me but we've we've also been having um some struggles with uh, Bella's health this summer. It's nothing uh, dire yet, but you know, there are some red flags with uh, some weird enzyme levels in her liver. And it's really brought back a lot. Um, But I came home from that session and I stuck my finger in his face and I said, we're getting portraits done. And that's the end of it. You don't get to say no, you just have to show up in what I tell you to wear and you smile. And um, he knew that there was only one response. (laughs) And he said, okay, we'll do it. And so I started looking for the right dog portrait photographer. And I found one. And I really like her style. And she's fun and um, vibrant. And... um, she likes hockey and cribbage and um she lives on the west side of washington state and i can't wait to go visit you next spring. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we will play cribbage for yes. sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love it for sure yeah so we can't wait to have <sighs> you do our family portraits mm-hmm. oh my gosh I, yeah, so I, it's a, it's, it's an incredible, incredibly emotional experience to do that kind of work. And, um, I, when I talk to people about, you know, what I do and how I, how, how the process goes, um, especially with, so I have, when I have a client who, uh, they don't have a lot of time left with their pet. It's sort of, I call it a legacy session. Um, and 
because it's just, and I, I just tell them we don't go, there's not really a, a strict timeline to the process because I, if, you know, I know you, you may need time in between from when we do a session to when you see you and order your prints. Um, so that's okay. But I talked to him about how, you know, this is, it's a very emotional process and I'm here with you the entire way. I very often cry with my clients during their ordering sessions and okay. like I've, it's happened several times already just in the past, in the past like month. Uh, and, uh, and it's an honor to be there with them. And it, and oh. I know it's, it means so much to them to have somebody who gets it and who can like walk them through that. And, and also, cause the thing is like, it's a part of showing them that what they're doing is the right thing, that, that this honor that they are creating for for the memory of their pet is really important and it's also validating their love for their pet yeah I I I say it over and over again on my Instagram and my Facebook accounts when I'm posting pictures of people's dogs um I say it so often that that I worry it start it's starting to sound inauthentic but I'm so honored you know, when, when somebody chooses me to create that memory for them, I'm just so friggin' honored. I'm like, you pick me. Like, there are so many other people you could have picked, and yet you chose me. And it's, you know, my, my husband is, stop being surprised at people like you were. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well... <laughs> But it's such a personal thing, mm -hmm. you know, when, when I was a young sports writer and editors would rake me over the coals for whatever, you know, when you're, when you're a creative person, you, you are personally attached to your work. Mm -hmm. So when someone tells you your work sucks, it really gets in there and, and, and beats you up yeah. and, um, and so it's it's also it's also not true of the opposite, which is one of the worst things is is that um, people when you after you've heard this sucks this sucks this sucks, you hear this sucks in your head, and um, so when people are like, oh I love your work, it's like oh no stop, <laughs> no this, this this is not possible. You know, because there's, you know, it's, it's, it's almost, it's so hard to believe that, I don't know, I don't even know where I'm going now, but, um, but it, it it's, yeah, okay, I'm going to stop now, <laughs> I don't know where I was going to go with that, <laughs> but it just, you know, like, it's, it's, somebody picks you to, because they think that you're the right person to, to create this moment for them, and it was like, ugh. You don't really? take it lightly. Basically. No, not at yeah. all. Not in any way. It's, yeah. it's such an important job to me. Yeah. I, I'll, yeah, I think also like I don't take on, I don't book a ton of clients at once. Like I that's just not the business that I want. It's not high volume. It is right. very personal to me. And so I want to give every single client the most incredible service and experience possible and that in, and that requires a lot of energy from me and so I need mm -hmm. to be able to do that so that's why for me I don't 
That's why it's not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Well, but no, that's not the only reason. I do so many other things that my business supports. So that's a part of the reason why. And also sure. I just, I value the work that I do very, very highly. And I love the work that I do. And, and the people that hire me love it as well. And they, they love their, their pets so freaking much. It inspires me every damn day to keep doing what I'm doing. Oh, it, tr yeah. It's true. And, you know, and with senior dogs and terminally ill dogs, you don't get a second chance. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta, you gotta make sure you're doing it right the first time. Because the phone call could come tomorrow and, and say, well, yeah, we, we lost her last night. And it's like, oh, shit, but I my settings were off. No, you don't get to do that. Yeah. You got to put the work in and you got to make sure that you get it done right. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I know, it's so heavy today. It's not just pushing a button, Marika. I know, it's not. <laughs> it's all the things it's all the things there's so many things <laughs> so I want to make sure that um everybody gets a chance to find you on the interwebs and look at your incredible work and follow you on the social media so will you tell us where people can find you hey uh my website is nosesandtoes.com uh n-o-s-e-s-a-n-d-t-o-e-s dot com and uh, my Facebook is uh, noses and toes and my Instagram is noses and toes photo and I wish they were all the same but, but it's hard because yeah I, I'm pretty sure I started an Instagram account back in the day and then couldn't remember the password so I had to start a new one <laughs> yeah. well, I have like five million Instagram accounts so that's always fun to oh. list those off. <laughs> It's great. Yeah, well, it it was really fun. Um, I uh, I have a personal one, our great escape, too, and um, I accidentally posted me making spaghetti sauce <laughs> on my noses and toes. Oh my gosh! I couldn't believe how many people liked it. <laughs> I ended up deleting it because you know you have dog, 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 spaghetti sauce, dog, dog. Wait, do you? But and I just, maybe, <laughs> maybe, you're, maybe your audience is like, we want some spaghetti sauce, or like we want to see you <laughs> cooking stuff. Maybe you start cooking, you know, some stuff for your dog, for Bella, and then you can just uh, <laughs> share the folk up. Oh, she did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. I know you know what a picture of her looks like, but. Oh, look at her. Okay. <laughs> She's very sweet. Yeah. Who's that? Who's that? Yeah. Who's that? <laughs> She's like, <laughs> what am I looking at? <laughs> Mama, is this another stupid camera? <laughs> So you I told went out, us, oh, go ahead. So I went out with, um, I went out with Rachel, another dog photographer here, and we did an I shoot your dog, you shoot mine. Oh, I saw those. And um, I got an amazing picture of Briggs, her border collie, but I was, I was so mad. Her, her photo of Bella is, is stunningly beautiful, but Bella is looking dead at the camera and it was like, 
just do that for me. <laughs> I can get a dog like I owners are like, you're never gonna you're never gonna get my dog to look right at the camera. And I'm like, really? <laughs> really? I'll bet you double my session fee that I can get your dog to look right at the camera. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> but I can get their dogs the one dog in the world that I cannot get to look at my camera is my dog and she looked right at Rachel's camera and I was like, wow, you bitch. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. That is so funny. Um, okay, so I'm a storyteller. I can't help it. I love it. No, that's the best. I love it. Um, I would love to know how can people who listen to this support you? Come to Spokane and go for a hike with me. Yeah. Or, you know, well, in the meantime, follow me on Instagram. Love my stuff and spread the word. Um, because, uh, I don't think a lot of, I don't think a lot of people still know that dog photography is a thing. Yeah, that's um, for sure. It's growing, but it's for sure. Uh, I meet people all the time who are like, what? That's your job? What? Yes, yeah. it is. It's the best thing in it the world. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that uh, for sure, raising awareness is huge. And, mm-hmm. um, and you're doing something, something just so so freaking awesome that people and it's not that I mean it's a bit of a drive but if someone wants to take a long weekend from Seattle go over there and do this it's Mm. like perfect it's perfect I love it so I also want to know what uh so what are your what's your favorite thing about the pet community in Spokane hmm um Oh, good question. I like I said, I'm a storyteller, mm-hmm. and I, I think there are a lot of people out there with stories to tell that don't know that they have stories to tell. Mm-hmm. And that's my favorite thing about this community is looking for those stories and finding them and letting people know that. Um, they do have a story to tell and other people are going to care about that story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some of, yeah, the, um, people don't know that people don't always know they have a story to tell. And, and when I pull it out of them and, and, and put it into words and, and images, they're like, oh, I didn't know. Like, of course you don't, but other people care too and look at all these people who are now commenting on this story and and saying what an incredible person you are so i i think there's really untapped potential here in spokane that you know there's so much people don't know i love that i don't need i don't even know if that answered your question no it does it's it's that there's this depth to the community that is is untapped and people are not they they don't know that how special they are and i think that it's amazing that you're there to help them realize that i love it i love it too okay so if you were an animal what kind do you think aligns with your personality um i knew this question was coming mm-hmm. and i and i uh, 
I hate I hate to be cliche, but I am a dog. And, but I'm not just any dog. I am a Marama sheep dog. Um, that's, that's not cliche at all. I am. My soul has become inextricably tied to this breed. Um, and I don't know if I'll ever exist a day in my life without one Ugh. by my side. They are. Um, here I go again. <laughs> They are so incredibly loyal and protective and loving and fierce and defiant and stubborn and independent. And I think that they bring out the best of those qualities in me. And, um, and that's why I can look into the eyes of a Marema and see just um, a new definition of the word love. Mm. You're make me lose my <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This is, yeah. It's an old world breed from Italy and um, you know a lot of people uh, it's it's hard to find a breeder who will let me have a dog as a companion dog. They there are a lot of breeders that uh, believe these should only be working dogs, and that I'm ruining the breed by turning it into a pet. But I think they really uh, discount the um, adaptability and the um, just the fact that there's so much more to the breed than a lot of people see but they bark a lot and um i bark a lot mostly <laughs> at my husband um <laughs> and they're very wary of uh, they're very wary of strangers and it takes a lot to get them to trust and and that's a lot like me too but uh um resilient that's that's mm. the other word i was looking for they're incredibly resilient as many dogs are, but just, I don't know. Yeah. My heart has been stolen. Mm, I love it. That's a great answer. And it's not cliche at all. Okay. So is there anything else that you would love to share before we wrap it up? Yeah, I have, I have joined forces with, um, with uh, Rachel, the other dog photographer here in town. Um, and uh, we are starting to build a Facebook community called Spokane Dogs. And we're going to be talking about all of the things that are dog friendly and dog able um, in Spokane. And um, we're probably going to be offering some uh, photography sessions, maybe some joint sessions. We're not really sure. <gasps> We're pulling it really organically at this point. Um, and we're just going to see how it goes, but um, find us and join the group. Oh my God, I love that. I know I you invited me to join the group and I joined it just because I, I will be a lurker and I'll send people. And I just am so excited to see what you guys do with it because that's amazing. And it's so important. Like, I don't know, it's just so important to, to provide 
interesting, fun, awesome things for people, especially now with like with COVID and we just need more ways to connect and well, we work in the dog world. I mean, it's we shouldn't have a day go by without smiling because we have dogs in our lives. Yeah. So yeah. let's bring it all together and and let's build a community that isn't you know just about this rescue or mm-hmm. you know this park or you know whatever. Like we have all of these independent. Um, we have all of these independent groups all over the place, but I'd really like to see them all, everybody come together and, and build a dog community in Spokane and, and celebrate dog. Yeah. You know? I, my ultimate goal would be to have, to have Spokane land on one of those um, 10 most dog-friendly cities in yes. the country. Yes. I want that. I want it. Okay, that's 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 gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, with we're gonna you make two, it with you two at the at the wheel. It'll happen for sure. I hope so. I love yeah. it. Okay, so you know what's coming. You know the next thing. Um, I really would love for you to give me your best meow. Oh. Okay. Here we go. Oh. Is that inspired by any particular cat? Yes, it actually is. Um, There's a black cat in my neighborhood and it sits on the yard across the street at five o'clock in the morning and Bella loses her mind. (laughs) Occasionally he has made his way into the backyard and he taunts her. that kind of a meow and she loses her mind this cat I (laughs) shit you not this cat is so diabolical we have security cameras set up we were gone camping and the motion detector went off on our camera and we looked at the video on our phones and it was the cat staring into our house and I'm like that cat is looking for Bella and wondering why it isn't why she isn't at home barking at it It like so that's that's the cat that you are a storyteller and it's so wonderful diabolical little oh my gosh oh my gosh Angela thank you so much for this conversation and for sharing your heart I appreciate it so much um, thank you for having me. Um, I appreciate you and I really enjoy your podcast. I think oh. it's a really cool thing um, to start um, building that community in Seattle too. And, and the collaboration that you get to do is just mind blowing. I love it. Collaboration is my love language. Yes, it is. I, I love knew it. that. <laughs> just, and I, that's why I'm so excited to see that you and Rachel are collaborating and building that group because that's just it's just so much is possible when you work together with people who are in alignment with the things that you love it's so it's just it's the best part of being human is the things that we're capable of doing that are good mm-hmm. not the bad things not the bad we don't need those but the good things yes yeah. community over competition yes community over competition hell yes <laughs> well thank you so much Thanks. Oh, you go have a great day.